It's got some wonderful theming, some classic and relatively new, lovable characters. It's new construction. So why isn't Motiongate Dubai near or at the top of our list? We'll tell you. I'm Jim, this is Carrie, and our podcast is called The Best Trip Ever. And we just wrapped up what I would consider one of the more frustrating theme park trips in our lives coming back from Motiongate Dubai. Yeah, we'd just gone to two great ones, so we figured we were on a roll with quality and service level in a theme park, but Motiongate didn't seem to tick the boxes. Yeah, we really enjoyed WB World in Abu Dhabi. We enjoyed Ferrari World. Uh, Later today, we're going to go to IMG, but Motiongate Dubai, I have to say, was a disappointment. In particular, I think the biggest complaint is the operations. So we get there early. Yeah, the park's scheduled to open at 2 o'clock. It's open 2 to 11 p.m. That's great. We get there about 1, knowing they have an area called Riverland, much like a downtown Disney with a variety of restaurants, with plans to have lunch. And guess what? 1 o'clock in the afternoon, nothing is open except for two very small locations. It felt like we were urban explorers. Like there'd no like this land had been untouched forever. You've got this massive entertainment property and... Literally nothing was open. As a matter of fact, we went back after we were done with the park around six, seven o'clock, and most everything still wasn't open. It was it was kind of eerie. Yeah, it was bizarre. And it's not like this is just, you know, a theme park standing in the middle of nowhere. This park is actually located about a half an hour out of Dubai, 40 minutes out of Abu Dhabi. And you do have to take a cab or some sort of transfer to get there. It's not on the public transit line. So when we got there and the cab dropped us off, we looked around and we thought maybe we were in the wrong spot because nothing was open. And of course, it's, you know, 105 degrees because this is an outdoor area. And we're walking by and thinking we can even pop in to get a Diet Coke at a McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't open until 4.30 p.m. Yeah, lots of radiant heat from all the construction and the cement. So it was probably 110. I mean, it was sweltering. Uh, but it's a huge complex river land with, with a lot of neat things. <laughs> Just a lot of it wasn't open. We were able to pop into an air-conditioned Arabic restaurant, had some great salads. That was wonderful. Uh, got us all fueled up for when Motion Gate opened at 2 o'clock. Yeah, so at 2 o'clock, we headed over to the park. We just walked over and went in. And again, I think we maybe saw four people at the entrance. It was just crickets. It was almost spooky, like you thought we were there for either a private event or maybe we were breaking and entering. I'll tell you what, though. We thought that we were going to have a great day because, like I said, super light crowds. We thought we were going to crank out some rides and re-rides and have a wonderful day. And it just wasn't to be. Uh, Carrie, you grew up watching the Smurfs. Yeah, the Smurfs were always a favorite cartoon of mine. I mean, down to the characters, the theme songs. Again, didn't watch a lot of cartoons, but this was on my list. So when I found out they had a Smurfs village, I was beyond excited. We got into Smurfs village, and guess what? The park is open, but the attractions aren't. Yeah, the uh, Smurf village attraction, the uh, Smurf studio tour, which is a dark ride where the Smurfs are shooting a movie, uh, it wasn't open. Yeah, nothing was open with the exception of the cafe. No attractions were open. So we went said, okay, we'll just come back in a little bit. And we headed over to DreamWorks. And so we go and see if Shrek the ride is open. And guess what? It was, it was closed. Are you noticing a theme? <laughs> so we went from ride to ride to ride. And each one was closed because of maintenance issues. 
Uh, this must be the most broken down park <laughs> in the world. I don't know who put this thing together because it's relatively new. And what a shock. For the first hour, every ride was closed. I, for one, am stunned. Okay. First of all, I'm sure that the rides were in working condition. I think this is something that they do every day. Um, Motiongate, just be honest. Just tell us. Let us know ahead of time you're going to do staggered openings and so we know where to go and we don't spend all of our time either wandering around in the sweltering heat or going inside the DreamWorks complex, going from ride to ride to ride, finding that invariably all of them except for the flat rides are closed. It was really just a frustrating experience. If you'll work with the guests then we'll be fine. We'll have a good experience. We'll be in a good mood. But this was just, this is a really bad system and a really bad way to go about this. Yeah, I mean, we'd been in the park for close to an hour and the first thing we finally found open at about 50 after the hour was the Melman Go Round, which was a really cute themed DreamWorks character, Carousel, but even it wasn't a good ride. It was rather kind of chunky and bumpy. I had never been on such a wobbly um, brand new carousel before. So that was a disappointment. I guess if there was an upside, nothing was open. But at least the characters were there. We did get character photos with Shrek and a few of the other Madagascar characters, which unfortunately I don't know their names because I'm a little bit above the age range for that one. But either way, we were able to cheese for the camera and get some photos while we were stalling and hoping that things would finally open for us to ride. Yeah, it was really a frustrating experience and we weren't the only ones and let me give you an example uh, yesterday we went to aquaventure the uh, water park here at atlantis dubai where we're recording this podcast and we will have a podcast on uh, atlantis dubai and aqua adventure later on plus one on img so be sure to like comment and subscribe particularly to our youtube channel be sure to subscribe also follow us on facebook at the best trip ever and also on twitter at the best trip ever it really help us out if you you can share it with people and let us know you get great contact and uh, great context for rides as well and just trips all over the world as a matter of fact so at the theme park at uh, the water park rather um, they tell you ahead of time this tower opens at noon so you know not to go to that tower and where to focus and spend your time if motion gate just would have said hey um only the flat rides are going to be open or the major rides over at Lionsgate or Columbia Pictures are going to be open. Those were the first rides we found open. We finally, almost an hour into this, about an hour into this, we went over to Columbia Pictures and the first ride that we found open, which I couldn't believe, was the Green Hornet roller coaster. Yeah, and that one we both kind of looked at and said, God, this thing is going to be terrible because it looked like a traditional Mad Mouse. But I got to give him props. That was actually a pretty great little coaster now, keep in mind, unlike WB, this theme park is a combination of inside and outside. So you are riding a roller coaster outside, 110 degrees, so it's a little toasty. Yeah, the Green Hornet High Speed Chase, um, the Seth uh, Rogen movie that flopped. I don't know why this rates a coaster, but maybe it was big in this part of the world. Who knows? But it's a Mad Mouse style coaster. Uh, four people fit in a car, and it was really smooth. It was a nice little ride. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And once we rode that coaster, and keep in mind, we are the only people on these rides. There's no one else there. We couldn't see anybody. From there, we went ahead and went over to Ghostbusters. And guess what? It wasn't open. Yeah, uh, we did find that Hotel Transylvania was open. 
Uh, but again, it's like, just work with us. Let us know what's going to be open and how you're going to roll open this park. And I think all the guests will be happier as, as opposed to getting a story that, oh, it's maintenance. Because every time they said it was maintenance, there's not that many maintenance people in this park. <laughs> I guarantee you. I guarantee. It's like, just tell us where we can go and it'll make the guests a lot happier. One place we did find, and granted it was so hot, and I'm usually not one that's a big water ride person, but this time I was happy to cool off with riding Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, the river expedition. But here's the bummer. We didn't get very wet. The one time I'm actually looking for one of those to splash me and get me sopping wet, didn't get wet. The one thing that I did get wet from is one of the sprayers. And let me tell you, that water had been sitting there, so it was really hot. Yeah, we literally, no waves came over. And I don't know, it's because we were the only people in the boat or maybe people in this part of the world, a lot of the guests don't want to get wet or that's a choice. Uh, I really couldn't tell you. It's a well-themed ride. You see a lot of big set pieces and design and it's really cool, but... Yeah, we didn't get wet at all. No splashing at all. I was bone dry when we were done, which was funny because this was the one water ride where I was like, oh, I hope I get wet. So again, I don't know if it's just because there wasn't enough weight in our boat or it's it's designed that way, but um, it's a fun little ride. Oh yeah, it's fun. I mean, there are some really cute rides actually over in Columbia Pictures. We found this uh, couple of gals that were there. There's one of the drop rides. They were terrified to go on it. And again, we were the only two people because they chickened out of the last minute. So we did ride everything that was open over in Columbia Pictures. Had a really nice time. We did actually get on to Ghostbusters, which Jim wasn't really looking forward to that much because he'd watched some YouTube videos and he thought it was going to be terrible. It's one of the rides we actually did a rewrite on. It's a shooting game. And I will tell you, that cue is really authentic to the movie Ghostbusters. I guess this this uh, ride just does not tape well uh maybe because the screens are bright and then you don't see all the detail around but it's a really nice environment i'm not going to sit here and say it's the greatest shooting ride or the best environment but i had low expectations and i was pleasantly surprised it actually does do justice to the ghostbusters and the ghostbusters franchise so i i liked it I, like I said, it's not my my favorite, or I'm not going to say it's the greatest, but it was certainly decent, and I think it represents the license as well. It was a lot of fun. So if you do like Ghostbusters, I would recommend it. Yeah, like Carrie said, the queue is incredible. Uh, the ride cars are cute, and it follows uh, a lot of the the movies. So no, I re I really enjoyed it. It was it was a cute ride, and you can't beat the show building because it looks just like the firehouse in Ghostbusters. So again, a nice little attention to detail. Yeah, from there we went back over to Smurfs Village where things were finally starting to run. So we were able to go on the Smurf Studio Tour, which is a great dark ride. Reminded me a bit of Cat in the Hat in Universal Orlando, if you've done that one. And then we actually got another coaster credit and rode the Smurfs Village Express, which I thought was going to be a lot like the Goofy's Go Coaster in Disney. It was actually a little bit better quality. And the funny thing, it was us... And then two little girls were in the front row, probably about age eight. So we did the coaster, which was about 45 seconds, give or take. And then they wanted to go again. So without even stopping, we went twice around. Yeah. They said, <laughs> let's go again. <laughs> they didn't even give us an option. <laughs> we were just off and running on the, the coaster again. It was pretty funny. But the two little girls were obviously like best friends and were having a great day. So it was very, very cute. But getting back to the Smurf Studio Tour, um, it's a cute dark ride. Um, it didn't remind me of Cat in the Hat that much. I would have liked to have seen 
uh, more mobility in the animatronics, more articulation. It was a lot of statues. They did do some movement with giant Gargamel heads and things popping up. Um, it's a cute ride, but I would, like I said, I'd like more articulation, but I enjoyed it. We also ate at the Smurfs Cafe. Yeah, I mean, it's a traditional fast food style restaurant, but it was fun. Some great mur- murals, a couple of little funny, um, punny items around the cafe. And of course, you're eating inside a giant mushroom. The one thing is that when you come off of the rides, of course, they send you through the Smurfs Studio to, um, store. And I wish I would have found more adult sized things that were Smurfs that were actually logoed for Motion Gate because it was pretty much any Smurf item that you could buy at your local toy store. Yeah, that's the thing with um, Six Flags and here in other places it's like you want characters but you want the item to say motion gate or six flags or what have you and oftentimes it's just the character but it's like you want it to be licensed for the park as well yeah that's always a bummer because there's nothing better than a little bit of bragging rights because among theme park friends if you see them in a park and you see something that's an international park you know that you've got credibility i thought it was funny that inside the very smurfy cafe there's an icy machine and it has blue ices and i was like you monsters you made ices out of smurfs gargamel is one so um we went over to a lion's gate which has an area that's themed for the hunger game it's a little dystopian for a theme park but hunger games not that long ago and i would imagine still really popular and uh, the hunger games roller coaster the capital bullet train is actually a really good coaster yeah that was a really great one this is one where you have to store your items if you've got any um loose items backpacks purses etc but again you get one hour free on a locker which is fine there is nobody on the ride i think we were able to get the front row and there were maybe one other couple that was riding it I had seen this one on YouTube, and I was not looking forward to it. Just thought it was going to be a cheesy boomerang. And boy, was I dis- was I unexpectedly excited. This coaster has a really great takeoff. You don't know where you're going. The only drawback, again, outside. So 110 degrees of hot air blowing on you. Then we finally went inside. By the way, the aerial tour ride, which is a 4D experience, was closed, so we didn't get to do that. But the Hunger Games area looked, you know, very authentic and very close to the to the movie. Uh, after that, we went back inside the DreamWorks building, and one of the rides I was looking forward to, which I thought was really cute, and you know, I think it for the most part lived up to my expectations, was uh, Shrek and Shrek's Merry Tale Journey. Yeah, this was a really cute dark ride and neat ride cars. And it's kind of the story of how um, Shrek and Princess Fiona met, but done as marionettes. And they're telling a story to their children. So almost all the characters are done as a marionette. The only drawback is, yes, they had strings, but they didn't really move the characters like a marionette. Yeah, the strings are just there. The the animatronics, the uh, electronics are moving the characters. So it's kind of weird that they went with that choice um but yeah it's a, it's got some big sets it's got the dragon it's got some cool things and yeah it's, it's a long ride too it's like seven eight minutes yeah that was a long one and again this is another one that has a really great queue they've done a great job at this park with their queues attention to detail is great the only thing is because there was no one there and we had no time to wait in the queue which i'm not complaining about we probably didn't get to focus as much on the queues as we should have it's got a lot of really nice theming if you like these properties these IP, then you will enjoy this park. 
uh, as far as the theming goes and the lines. Like Carrie says, the queues are great. Pretty much every area in DreamWorks, you've got one major attraction and then one or two smaller flat rides and then a lot, a lot of theming. Um, we also went to the Madagascar area. Now, this is surprising. It's it's sort of a carnival theme for Madagascar. And Carrie mentioned we rode the carousel. They've got a cafe there. And then they've got this roller coaster, which you can't really see and don't really know what you're getting into. Madagascar Mad Pursuit is not a kid's ride. This ride reminds me of Rock and Roller Coaster. It's in the dark. It's got a takeoff like you don't expect. And when I first got on, they had me take off my flip-flops. And I thought, I'm going on a kiddie coaster. Do I really need to take my shoes off? Once we flew out of the gate, I knew why they had me take my flip-flops off. It's dark. It's fast. It's got loud music. And it just reminded me so much of Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, it's fast. So keep that in mind. Uh, there was a little boy next to us, and he loved it. But uh, don't be fooled into thinking that this is a kid's ride. It's it's as fast as Rock and Roller Coaster. Well, and the ride vehicle looks like you're going on a dark ride. It's four across, and I think it may have been two or three rows. It didn't look like a traditional roller coaster car. So I had no idea what we were doing, and I was in for a shock, uh, shock value and had a great time. We'd actually run into a group of about, gosh, 30 or 40 people earlier from the Roller Coaster Club of Great Britain. And I was asking the, one of the gentlemen what his favorite coaster and he said for sure the mad pursuit was their favorite and i kept thinking if you're a coaster fan why would you have liked this ride that looked like a kid's ride i stand corrected so the next land we went into was kung fu panda which is an asian theme it's got a cool teacup ride that looks like asian ramen noodles that's pretty funny uh but the main ride is a, a 4d theater the Kung Fu Panda Unstoppable Awesomeness. This is a mechanical theater, not unlike, say, Back to the Future or The Simpsons, but we hated this ride. Maybe one of the worst attractions we've ever been on. I'm going to rename this one Kung Fu Panda Stoppable Unawesomeness. This was the worst ride that I have ridden in a long, long time. You get into your 4D vehicle, technically I think it was 3D, and it looks like a boat. And you get strapped in, which I always think is kind of bizarre if I was going into a theater. And you start with Poe and you're going down the river and they keep splashing you with water. And then they just start jostling you. These ride vehicle seats are rock hard, so you're getting thrown against the back of the vehicle just getting tossed around with no great reason. A couple of times I looked at Jim and I'm like, I hate this and I want off this ride. And I never say that. So the ride is like what Carrie mentioned, you're on a boat and you're going down this river and you jump things or there'll be a wave and you'll get airborne. And when you come back down, you hit really hard. And there's no padding on these seats. These are hard plastic seats. And so this hurts it hurts your butt it hurts your back and i don't know who designed this ride but you jump like 10 times in this stupid ride <laughs> um you know i go to theme parks to have fun and not to be in pain and it literally was a painful ride it's like every time you jump in the air and come down you hit hard it is hard. it's not never a soft landing i'm like who thought this was a good idea 
Yeah, this one I'm like, never, ever, ever. And the interesting thing is the little girl two down from us didn't want to get in on it in the first place and was crying and they said, oh, it's not scary. I'm with her. By the end of this, I just want it off. If there wouldn't have been a, a lap belt holding me on that had me strapped in, I probably would have tried to get off the ride because it was really awful. So two thumbs down on this one, unless you plan on bringing your own back pillow. Yeah, there is no reason to go on this ride. Uh, I guess if you're like a super fan of uh, Kung Fu Panda or you're Jack Black or something, I don't know what this ride, it's not technically great. Um, it's a rehash of other systems that have been done better. The movie's not that exciting. Literally, it's painful. There's no reason to go on this ride. Uh, I would recommend highly, unless you're some kind of completionist or super fan or masochist, skip Unstoppable Awesomeness. It is definitely stoppable, and it, it ain't awesome. So let's end on a high note. I think the best part of the whole park um, is the area for... How to Train Your Dragon. This looks awesome. Huge set pieces, lighting, all kinds of Norse and Scandinavian iconography. This is an impressive area. This area was fantastic and even better, you can get your picture taken with Toothless the Dragon. That's right, he's really cute. They've got a little cave where Toothless comes out and he just kind of pops out and you see him there. They've got a cute kids area with water spraying and stuff on boats. There's a Viking ship that goes back and forth, one of those rides. But I think easily the highlight of the park and one of the best rides, uh, definitely the best ride in the park, Dragon Gliders. Yeah, and I was glad we actually got to ride this because this is one of them I think we literally went back to seven times and they kept telling us it was closed due to maintenance. And then finally after three hours, we came back and the guy said, oh, it's been open all day, but now it's closed again. So I was utterly disappointed to start with. Now this one is a pretty complicated ride. I might believe they had problems with this one except for the fact that every ride we went to for the most part had maintenance issues for some reason. Um, again, yeah, we went back to this ride I don't know how many times. I don't want to say that it was worth it, but I'm so glad we got to ride this ride. This is a, a hanging themed roller coaster. Yeah, and this one, you can only see part of it up in the sky. So I thought it was just going to be a quick, quick turnaround across the ceiling track. I didn't realize it was actually starts out as a dark ride. You get into this kind of hanging coaster where you pivot, where you're going sideways to see the set pieces. And it's a rather long ride, but I would highly recommend this one. This is my, was my favorite ride. Yeah, you are a recruit and you're just learning how to train your dragon so you're flying with the characters and then suddenly there's a monster that comes after you so the ride is trying to learn how to fly and avoid the monster and not get eaten and yeah you see all the characters and you're swooping here and there and there's some large animatronics and some cool sets i thought this was a fantastic ride i mean a, a great for this character and this movie the perfect ride system, maybe the perfect ride. Yeah, and I felt like this was the one attraction in the whole entire park that actually had a heart and soul to it. It was such a sweet ride, and it was so great to watch. And this is another one we did a re-ride on. We figured since we'd waited all day to ride this thing, we got the opportunity to ride it for the second time. I was not going to miss out because your first time around, you don't know what to expect. So you miss so much of it. So by the second time, I could actually pay attention to the storyline and the set pieces. If there's one must-do ride in this park and a reason to come to the park, it is Dragon Gliders. 
This is a, a a fantastic ride, and by far, head and shoulders above anything at Motion Gate. Um, any other thoughts? Well, the park got us five coaster credits, so I guess that made it worth it. It's just a bummer because there were so many things I was excited about between the DreamWorks characters and the Smurfs characters. I just thought this was going to be an epic day in the land of theme parks, and it was such a disappointment because I was just not happy with how they were not communicating and keeping the service level up. It just seemed like the cast members just didn't care, and maybe I'm just getting a little spoiled with the quality that we've been to around the world, but this one was definitely a disappointment. Yeah, this feels like a photocopy of uh, Universal's or Hollywood Studio Park. I compared Motion Gate to a really attractive person that you first see and you're really into them because they're good looking. But the more time you spend with them, they've got a bad personality and they become less attractive as time goes on. I am definitely going to swipe left on the uh, Tinder profile of Motion Gate. Um... I just thought the operations were bad. While some of the theming is good, um, and I agree with some other people who have said this in other videos, like for example, you go to the DreamWorks, and if you look all around you, 360, or uh, like 180 degrees, the theming is great, but then you look up, and it looks like the roof of a warehouse store. And I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but that does kind of take you out of it, particularly when other parks like WB, um, has theming on the ceiling. So with other people doing it, it's like, you gotta raise your game. I'm sorry, that's that's just the way it is. But there are some fun things. The Zombieland ride has got some cute anti-Disney theming and some stuff. There's some good stuff here, but yeah, it just doesn't feel like it has a heart. Yeah, this one I don't think I would need to come back to on our next trip to Dubai. I feel like it's kind of a one and done unless they add some sort of land to it or make some major enhancements. I feel like I've been there, done that, and don't need to buy the t-shirt. Yeah, unless they add some major things, I don't see us see us coming back. Remember to please like, comment, and in particular subscribe to uh, our uh, YouTube channel, also here on SoundCloud. And um, also be sure to uh, check out Carrie's email at carrie at stellartravel.com. Uh, before we wrap up, why don't we mention that there is a whole entertainment complex connected to Motion Gate? Yeah, this area is actually called Dubai Parks, which is three theme parks. So it's Motion Gate, Legoland, as well as Bollywood. And then they also have a water park. So it is a destination if you're looking at doing multiple things. Maybe if you have younger children, combining uh, Legoland and Motion Gate makes for a good day. They have a couple of hotels out in this area. Unless you really were going to focus on it, I don't think I'd necessarily need to stay more than maybe one night out here because you are so close to Abu Dhabi or Dubai that you can easily do it as a day trip. We did see quite a few smaller children with families and they were really enjoying a combination of these two parks. So it's a destination if you choose it to be so. Uh, because we had to waste time at Motion Gate, we did have another ticket and we did go through Bollywood. Uh, but again, because Motion Gate wasted our time, we didn't get to do everything we wanted to do at Bollywood. Thanks, Motion Gate. Um, but anyway, we walked through the park. It is one of the prettiest parks I've ever been to. It's probably the cleanest park I've ever been to. The sidewalk, and we were there at night, and that's one key with this park. I think that if you're going to go to the Bollywood Park, do it in the evening because it does really well at night because it's got gorgeous lighting. 
And the pavement is so shiny, you can almost see a reflection in it. They've done an excellent job. And if you're somebody who's really into Indian culture and dancing and music and all things India and Bollywood, you are going to really enjoy this. They have a lot of uh, movie-themed rides, uh, a lot of simulators. I don't believe they have any coasters or any sort of dark rides. Uh, we rode the Don, who's like a mafioso boss, I guess, in India, and we had to go capture him, and it's a simulator driving through Dubai, which is kind of cool. It's all CGI Dubai, but but it's still cool to do a ride in Dubai. And then we rode the Flying Theater for Krish, the uh, Indian superhero, not unlike Green Lantern at WB, sort of, you know, that same flying theater simulator with a movie, and you fly around, and Krish rescues you and things. It's it's fine. I mean, I don't think there's a, a lot of money put into these rides, but I think for the shows and the music and the theming in the park itself are all all outstanding. Uh, lots of uh, people from India were there. I think we were the only Americans in the park, which I think speaks well to uh, how cultural this park is. Yeah, I mean, it was quite interesting just from a sociological standpoint to kind of look around and seeing multi-generational, actually typically it was older generational people going and enjoying all the shows and the attractions. We saw some live uh, music played and I guess they were getting to be, um, I think about a half an hour after we were going to be leaving, starting a big show. So it sounds like a big song and dance review and they have some huge theaters and then huge, huge buildings. Not a big park. You could probably get through it quite quickly if you weren't doing all the shows. I mean, we were there maybe an hour and a half, which was perfect, but it was also about 100 degrees and about 95% humidity so we were melting by then like I said if we hadn't wasted an extra hour at motion game we would have probably done more at this park we were just getting hot and we were getting tired but it's a beautiful park I, I thought uh, from a, from an aesthetic standpoint particularly at night with all of the lights and things a gorgeous park so definitely something to to check out and like we mentioned uh, Riverland was more open, but but not much for the entertainment complex. Yeah, it was surprising that so many of the restaurants at 8 o'clock at night weren't open. It was still kind of bizarre. I would say of about the 40 restaurants, I think we saw maybe half of them were up and running. We were there, a handful of kiosks and whatnot. I mean, it's not a place that I would, like I said, I don't think I'd go back here again unless I maybe wanted to go to Legoland or try the water park where they add something. I'm glad we went, but I'm ready to move along. Absolutely. Uh, what are your three favorite things when we go back to Motion Gate? What would you say? I think going to the Smurfs Village, of course, because I had such a love of the Smurfs as a kid. Hands down, that was what I was looking forward to the most. The Dragon Gliders, because I didn't know what to expect. I seriously thought that was a little kid's hanging coaster that was going to take 30 seconds, and it ended up being a fantastic one. And then the Capital Bullet Train, that one really surprised me. I didn't expect to like it because I don't really care for boomerangs, but that one was fun and smooth and a really great ride. Uh, number one for me, easy, Dragon Gliders, a great ride, the best thing in the park. Number two, surprisingly, Ghostbusters. It is, It just doesn't film well. I mean, could they have done a better job? Probably, but it's still not bad. I'd heard so many terrible reviews and... It's cute. I, I enjoyed it, and I thought it did well if you if you are a Ghostbusters fan. Uh, since you chose the Capital Bullet Train, I think I will then instead choose the, uh, the Madagascar and go with uh, the Mad Pursuit. Uh, a very fun roller coaster. But again, I just think that there's some good things here, 
but the operations really detract from everything. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, I hate being a negative about things, especially for something I'm so excited to do in the first place. But I just call it a learning experience, and I'll move along, and we'll head off to IMG today. That's right. So be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to all of our channels to get the latest information, particularly the YouTube channel, if you appreciate the content that we give you and the information that we provide. It would be great if you could help us out in that regard. By the way, if someone wants help with a Dubai vacation, Atlantis, WB, Abu Dhabi, uh, what have you, how can they contact you? K-A-R-I at StellarTravel.com. So we are off to IMG World. Be sure to check out all of our other podcasts from our Abu Dhabi Dubai trip. Uh, we put one up for uh, the Burj Al Arab, also a Ferrari World and uh, Wild Wadi, and there's more to come. So be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. But if you want to come out here and... Uh, I guess maybe you'll have better luck, and maybe if you're lucky enough and catch it at a better time, you can make Motion Gate part of your best trip ever.